0: Tonight, I would like to continue where we left off last week in our Tuesday night teaching. I'm going to go back to the book of Psalms, Psalms 119. We have been in a series. We have been in a series coming out of Psalms 19, going to be. Sorry about that. We're gonna be in a series in Psalms 19. We're gonna be in this. s we've been in a series coming out of Psalms nineteen. Gonna be reading from verse 25 to 32. Verse 25 to 32. Here comes reading of God's holy word. My soul clings to the dust, revive me according to your word when i told of my ways you answered me teach me your statutes make me understand the way of your precepts and i will meditate on your wondrous works my soul melts away for sorrow strengthen me according to your word Put false ways far from me. Graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set your ordinance before me. I cling to your decrees, O Lord. Let me not put to shame. Last verse. I run the way of your commandments. For enlarge my understandings. I wanna say that last verse. I run the way of your commandments for enlarge my understandings. Tonight, I want to teach from the simple subject, Be Strong. Wanna teach from the subject, Be Strong. Several years ago, I was introduced to a movie that is a cult classic in america if you mention this name of this movie everyone will know it i have watched this movie over and over again i find myself watching this movie a lot of times so many different years later i still watch the movie and find something new or something exhilarating that movie that i'm talking about is called rocky it is about a young boxer who is looking for an opportunity of the American dream. He has been given this opportunity to fight the world champion, Apollo Creed. Now that he's been given this opportunity, he has to fight in a boxing match for the World Heavyweight Championship. And as he's fighting for this championship, he is in this fight in the state of Pennsylvania, location of Philadelphia. As he's in this fight, Him and Apollo Creed are fighting each other out. And, you know, he's fighting him and he's swinging at him. He's swinging at, um, and they're swinging at each other. Over time, he begins to feel tired. He begins to feel restless. He's beginning to feel frustrated. As he goes into, Rocky goes into his corner. Mickey, his trainer, and his manager tells him, You gotta be strong. You You gotta fight. You gotta fight. You gotta fight. You gotta go. You got to kill him. You got to fight. You got to fight through this. And he reminds him every time they ring the bell when he goes to the corner, he fights for what he wants. He wants that championship. He wants to, you know, have the money, enough to pay his bills. He wants to fight for the people that's been telling him he can't be anything. He's in a fight. And he's reminded by his trainer to be strong, to be strong. And he has to fight and be strong. I have a question for those who are listening. What makes you strong? What makes you feel the strength while you're having the world on on your shoulders? What makes you feel like you're able to push through and to maneuver through while you are feeling the weight of what's going on? There are times where we feel this weight and we feel this pressure, but there are times where we have to find strength. How do we find strength? We find strength in the word of God. Last week we dealt with happiness, but right now I want to deal with being strong in his word. Have you ever noticed that there are moments where you feel that there is weakness, but when you spend time in His Word, there's a strength that comes to you. Amen. Well, what is this strength? Well, when I look at this, we realize that there is strength in salvation. Because when I go to verse 25, it says, My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. So he's looking for revival in his word. And then it says, For you told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. He's looking for strength in the word of God. He's looking for strength as he's spending time in his word. He realized that there was strength in these two verses it says, my soul clings to the dust. What is this dust that he's clinging to? That is talking about this world. Uh, this world. Leaves us with no hope. Uh, this world does not help a lost soul. This world is not something that can help you, but you need something more. It says, revive me according to your word. You see, revival only comes from God. It does not come from anything materialistic. It does not come from anything outside of him. But everything that goes in your life goes through God. God is the one that gives you what you need. We find that when we look at, when he says, when I told you my ways, you answered, 'Teach teach me your statutes.'" shoots." The world cannot give you what the word can give you. I want to say that again. The world cannot give you what the word can give you. This word, this word. Can hold you in a way. That nothing else can. When we spend time in the word of God. It is able. To help us along the way. Matthew chapter 13 verse 22 says. It says. You've received a seed among thorns. That he hears the word. And the care of this world. And deceitfulness of riches chokes the word and becomes unfruitful. want to say that verse again. It said, he that receive the seed among the thorn that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word and becomes unfruitful. If you want to be unfruitful in this season, don't follow God's way. But if you follow God's way for your life, if you follow the plan that he has for you, you will see much fruit. All of us love to see, you know, beautiful trees in this world. But trees starts at seeds. These seeds are small. These seeds are little. But once you spend time and develop it and grow and see a seed grows, it becomes a mighty tree. Trees come from seeds. It's very important that we spend time to allow God to water us as the seeds that we are so we can grow strong in his will. Paul said, if our hope was only limited to this life, this earthly existence, then we would be miserable. First Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 19 says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, all of men would be miserable. Jesus is our hope. He is the one that helps us, that strengthens us, and gives us the strength to be strong. We understand that when it said, teach me your statutes, you answered me. The Lord answers us. The Lord gives us what we need. We understand that there has to be repentance. Repentance is something that we need to have in our lives. It means that we have a complete turn. We turn away from what sin is. We turn to who God is. And we understand that God has done so much for us. Paul, in the book of Philippians, is encouraging the Philippians, the church of Philippians, to believe in Jesus. Jesus. We have to take the time to tell everyone else to believe in Jesus Christ. Not to believe in something else, but to believe in who he is. Salvation is in the person of Jesus Christ. And in his finished work on Calvary. When we repent... That means we change and we make adjustments and we make things move and we realize that God has to work on us and in us and through us. That's what God does when we repent. When we repent, that means it ought to be a change of behavior. True repentance is when you see change on someone immediately. Then we realize that there is strength in going to the gospel. Because when we come to 2 Timothy 3.16, we realize that there is some things that are being said in that scripture. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3.16. I'm going to read it out of the ESV translation. 2 Timothy 316 All scripture is breathed out by God profitable for teaching for reproof for correction for training in righteousness I Want to say that again All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching Instruction for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. When we study the Word of God, when it says for doctrine, what does doctrine mean? Doctrine means it's talking about what is right. When it's talking about reproof, what does reproof mean? It means to talk about what is wrong. When it says for correction, that means for how to get it right. And then for instruction, how to keep it right. I want to say that again. When we look at the word doctrine, that means for what is right. We look at what for reproof, what is wrong. And it says for correction, how to get it right. And then for instruction, how to keep it right. That is the key to understanding. The Lord, because the Lord, when you look at the word of God, it gives doctrine, it gives reproof, it gives correction, it gives instruction. We need all four to walk as believers. Then we realize that there is a strength. Number one, there's a strength in His word. Then, number two, There is strength in witness bearing. Because when we go to verse 27 to 28, make me understand the way of your precepts uh, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. Then verse 28, my soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. I want to say that again. Make me understand the ways of your precepts. And I will meditate on your wondrous works. When we look at that, we have to understand. That there is so much. That God is showing to us in that moment. Now. When we go, it says, witness bearing. The Lord makes you understand the way of his precepts. What is this word precept? It means next step. You see, we cannot forget spiritual understanding. We cannot forget that God wants us to understand things spiritually. We have to realize that as we spend time in his word, we're getting spiritual understanding. We cannot try to figure things out in an unspiritual way. But there are things that God wants to show us spiritually. The the natural man cannot understand things from their perspective. But you have to be a spiritual person to understand spiritual things. What does that really mean? That means that you must be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us spiritual understanding, spiritual direction, spiritual clarity. When we engage in the Holy Ghost, when we engage in the Holy Spirit, there is a spiritual understanding that you will have that you will not have as a natural person. There are many things that we've seen, and people are trying to figure out how to understand it in natural. But there is thing that God will show us in the spiritual. We have to understand that the spirit of God shows us things that the Word of God also shows us. The spirit of God and the Word of God is in; they're interconnected, they're tied inextricably. Now. We have to understand that the Holy Spirit gives us an understanding of God's word. Many people read the word of God like it's a regular book, but when you read it with the spirit of God helping you and guiding you, you will see things that you've never seen before. There are scriptures in this wonderful Bible that I will say, Lord, show me what you want me to say. Show you what what, what you want me to see. Show me something that I'm not seeing right now. That's engaging in the Spirit. So I say, Holy Spirit, show me what you want me to see in the Scripture. Show me how you want me to maneuver and look at the verses. Let me look at it so when I look at it in a spiritual way, it speaks to my spirit. Sometimes our natural man is so strong, but our spiritual man is low. But in order to feed our spirit, we have to have the spirit to feed us and have a hunger for his word. We have to understand heaven, his word. We have to look at his word. We have to take the scriptures and explain it to people. God will give us an understanding and a confidence as we spend time and study his word. Notice I said the word study and not skim. We skim the Bible, but we don't really study it. Because when you study the word of God, it ought to just come out of you. It ought to just flow out of your mouth like singing out of a singer's mouth. It ought to flow like poetry out of a poet's mouth. When you really study the word of God, it ought to flow out of you. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of water. There should be a flow to the flow. And as God flows in you, you that, that means the word can flow out of you. You see, it doesn't matter how much technology we have or chat, GGP and all these different things. But if you really have an old Bible and spend time studying it, you will see things that nobody else is able to see. Why? Because you're spending time in his word. I was having a conversation with Father, my bishop, uh, Bishop Mitchell, and we're having a conversation. And he said, son, get in this word. He said, get in in this word he said study it meditate get in it he said because when you get in the word the word is getting you i want to say that again if you get in the word the word will get in you because if you focus and read and study his word it start to form in your heart And then as the word of God forms in you, it strengthens you. So when you feel like you're worried, there's a scripture in your spirit that can combat worry. When you feel sick, there's a scripture that can combat sickness. When you feel depressed, there's a scripture in you that can combat whatever you need. The word of God has the answer. You may have a question. You may try to figure out what's going on. How is this going to happen? If you study his word, his word will help you along the way. We need the word of God. We need the word of God to help us, to give us what we need. The word of God. All believers should study the word of God. We have to study it. That's where our strength comes from, when we study it. Because when I study the word of God, I can tell someone of what I've been studying, and then they can tell someone else what they've been studying. We all can study and do a circle of studying and tell someone, hey, I was reading this scripture, and this is what the Lord showed me. Hey, I was reading that scripture, and the Lord showed you don't know how much you can help someone along the way when you study the word of God and minister to them. They're strong enough to save lives. Go to verse 29 put false ways afar from me and graciously teach me your law i've chosen the way of faithfulness i set your audience before me when he says put false ways far from me all of us have seen some false advertisement some deception some different things but what you want the Lord to do Is say, Lord, keep those false things away from me Lord, keep those things that are not like you, God Lord, I don't want things that may look enticing And may look thanks and fancy But it's disturbing and moving me far from you My new prayer is, Lord, take away anything That distracts me from you, God Take away any person If there's some people that you don't want in your life That's distracting you Lord, take those negative away, from, people away from me take away those toxic things away from me lord i crave you my question for you is are you after the lord or are you after things and shininess and money and popularity there's nothing greater glory to God, than having a relationship with God. There's nothing greater than seeking after him. That's why the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything shall be added unto you. What does that mean? Seek God first. Don't seek man first and don't seek people first, but seek God first Because when I seek after him When I speak and spend time with the Lord There is a strength that comes to my body There's a strength that comes to my soul There's a strength that comes and moves me And takes me where I need to go When we study It says Graciously teach me your law, Lord, teach me Lord, guide me Lord, help me. Lord, strengthen me. We need God to guide us. The old song would say, lead me, guide me along the way. I can, I can hear the old choir of Gethsemane sing that, lead me, guide me along the way. We need the Lord to lead us, to guide us. It says, graciously teach me your law. Teach me, God. Teach me things that I don't know, God. Lord, I am a student to you, God. Lord, teach me. Is that your heart's desire tonight? Lord, teach me. Don't teach me everything else, but Lord, teach me so I can worship you more. You see, the devil don't have any power. People are so nervous, but I can win more battles when I worship him. I can win more battles when I praise him and when I spend time with him. You see, when I avoid those false things, I go to his word. It says, teach me your law. That means teach me your word. I want God to teach me his word. Not only that, is that we understand that God's word can help us and strengthen us along the way. It says, I've chosen a way of faithfulness. I set my ordinance before me. We realize that God has set a path for us to walk. God's word is sufficient. It doesn't need to be anything taken away from it or anything added to it. The word of God is the word of God. When do we spend time in the word of God, it gives us clarity to life's confusion. When do we spend time in the word of God? It gives us grace and gives us help. Now, let us go to verse 31. Is this helping someone? Is this helping someone? Verse 31. I cling to your decrees, O Lord. Let me not put to shame. Then the last verse. I run the ways of your commandments. For you enlarge my understanding. So, let's do a summary. We understand that the word of God brings strength for salvation. We understand the word of God brings strength for witness bearing. The word of God brings strength to save lives. But then lastly, it gives hope. I come to you, the decrees, O Lord. And it says, I run the way of your commandments for enlarge my understanding. That gives us hope. As I close, I want you to know. That the word of God gives us hope. God is the one that gives us hope. I'm reminded of the hymn that says, "My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and His righteousness." I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on His name, on Christ, the solid rock. I stand. All understand. All on the ground is sinking sand. God is the one that gives us strength for salvation. He gives us strength. witness bearing he gives us strength to save lives and God's word saves lives and also gives hope we serve a God who is able to help us strengthen us and take us along the way God gives so much to us and right now we should give to him I close with this story as we begin to sow, as we begin to give according to the Lord. One day there was a man who was talking to the Lord, and he said to him, Lord, I want a tree. And God said, Okay, I'm going to give you a tree. And the man opened up his hands and was looking for a tree. But God decided to give him a seed. The man looked at him and said, God, I asked for a tree. He said, Yes, yes, you did. He said, Why did you give me a little seed? He said, Because when I give you a seed, that seed has the potential to become a tree. And I want you to know something on tonight. All of us are seeds, but all of us has the potential. To become a mighty strong tree. How do we develop strong trees? By sowing seeds. I'm gonna sow even tonight because I'm gonna say, I'm gonna sow my seed because I know that God has the power to turn my seed into a tree. It's not about equal giving, but it's about equal sacrifice. Take a moment and give a sacrificial offering to the Lord. Why do we give? Because God has given to us. We should never get so comfortable we don't give to the Lord, but we should always take the time and give and sow into him. Let us take a moment and sow and give. My brother, Sow a seed and give to the Lord. My sister, go sow and give a seed to to the Lord. All of us need to sow into the Lord. All of us need to give. All of us need to take the time and give from our heart. Give from our heart and give to the Lord. God is able to take that seed and turn it into a tree. God is able to take your little bit and make a whole lot. That's how powerful God is. He can take one thing and turn it into something else. God as well can take something and maneuver it and expand it to something amazing. That's how powerful God is. God is that powerful. I encourage you. I invite you. There are many ways to give as you're seeing on the stream. There are many ways to give. PayPal.me slash Global Now. That's one way to give. Cash App, Dollar Sign, Global Now. Zelle, Global at gmail.com. There are many ways to give. There are many ways to give. God bless you as you're giving. God bless you as you're sowing your seed. Because as you sow your seed, God has a tree coming to where you are want to bless every seed. I want to pray for you as we begin to close and, uh, and we all sign off. Father, names name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this wonderful time of sharing, this wonderful time of growing uh, in your word. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word is a lamp and a light to us, God. We thank you, Lord, for being our light and shining on us and giving us the strength to walk into your light. And God, we thank you for everything you're doing. Everything you continue to do. And we give you all the glory. And we give you all the honor. Jesus, I pray in the people of God. Say, Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, this Sunday, please come in line or in person for our wonderful Sunday service. God bless you, all of you. Be blessed. Be blessed on this wonderful Tuesday night. God bless you.